Hey y'all, it's me again, Bonnie Violet. I just wanted to take a second and thank my Patreon members. Patreon members are folks who contribute on a monthly basis, anywhere from $3 to $150 a month to support the work of a queer chaplain. Big shout out to Victoria Thompson, Jason Brandt, Brandon Stanton, Kim Silva, Brandy McCarg, Randy Sandnot, Bob Kaiser, Joey Heckmeister, Violet Rhiannon, Gabriel, Jonathan, Patrick and Todd Atkins Whitley. Thank you so much for your continued contributions. And if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just check the link in the description. Go to patreon.com forward slash Bonnie Violet. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Good morning, Lacers. How's it going? Um, Bonnie Violet here, um, a queer chaplain, and you are at day nine of the daily lives as part of the Lacing Your Narrative with this spiritual thread. I was really getting into that. I don't know if I'll give you a little story about that music in the intro that is actually um, a video, um, the original video of an ex-lover of mine, Stephen Sandnock, um, who passed away a few years ago. Um, uh, to suicide. Uh, he actually um, wrote that song, sang that song, played all the music and created that video. And his mother let me utilize um, his work um, to, I guess, to add to the work that I'm doing. So I'm excited to be able to share some of him with you all. Um, so we are on day three this week, I guess Wednesday, today's Wednesday, no, today's Tuesday. <laughs> um, and this week we're exploring when did your understanding of religion change? And um, I often utilize music or podcasts or movies to sometimes help me tap into certain feelings or um, to remind me of certain experiences. And so this morning I was going to play a song that um, and a video for folks who are watching um, that was recommended to me a couple weeks ago on the Splintered Grace podcast by one of our listeners, Landa Lakes. Um, after the show, she suggested that um, we check out the video, um, and I found it really, um, I re it really resonated with me, especially in the particular time in my life when I was questioning whether or not, um, like, because at that time I was Christian. And this is a Christian oriented song, um, just like for, for forewarning. Um, but I think it's a common trope for, for a lot of folks who were exposed to Jesus, <laughs> if you will, at some point in time, and then found themselves um, with sexuality um, different than, you know, um, the, than uh, what was spoke about in church, let's say. Um, so I'm going to play this song and then um, we'll talk a little bit about it afterwards. So um, 
Here we go. One second, sorry. All right, and here we go. Jesus, can you hear me now? It's been a while since I came out. I was wondering, do you love me the same? You see, I've loved you since I was young. Tried to be the greatest son. Now I'm wondering, couldn't they love me the same? Cause I know that I could never change I tried so hard, brought so much pain And I just wanna be loved for who I am I know that I could never change I tried so hard, brought so much pain And I just wanna be loved for who I am change I tried so hard brought so much pain and I just wanna be loved for who I am I know that I could never change I tried so hard brought so much pain and I
All right. Thank you for listening to that. Um, music just has a way of, um, I don't know, getting you there. And that particular song speaks to a lot of my personal experience. And I think that um, it reminds me of a story that I had um, when I um, was kind of struggling with, you know, because I did grow up with Jesus and loving Jesus and Christianity. I believe that's the way the divine, the way God spoke to me was through that um, at that time in my life. And um, I was really struggling with the idea of being a spiritual godly person and being queer. Um, and can those two things exist at, as, at once? You know, I remember the first time after I had um, a sexual encounter with a man that I um, actually like burned all my clothes. I burned his phone number. I burned everything that had anything to do with that night, even though it was a great, um, wonderful experience. Um, I did all that because I felt like uh, for some reason, like I had done something wrong. I didn't really feel that way, but I don't know. I guess just what I've been told for so long. And um, I was really kind of tormented and really kind of struggling with um, with it, it kind of felt like it was, I don't know, really intense. I mean, in, in language that I grew up in, you know, I thought I was like evil was in me or something, you know, which was just, I'm um, a very scary and hard place to be because I didn't understand because I, I am who I was and that just wasn't quite lining up with everything I thought was told that God was, and I was having a different experience. And I remember um, I came home one night and uh, it was after work and I was um, laying in my bed. And um, I often, I was afraid of the dark for a really long time. Um, and so I had a blue light on in my room because that's typically what I wear uh, or like what I turn on was turning on at that time when I went to bed. And I was laying in bed and I was fairly exhausted. And uh, I remember looking over at the wall um, in the room and uh, I saw um, it's amazing how I think the divine works but I saw in the wall um, the face of Jesus as in the face that I've um, I was shown growing up as the face of Jesus and uh, I saw it within the the wall and it wasn't like an actual face it was just kind of the outline and you know like the textures of a wall um, that resembled Jesus and, uh, except for like, um, he was crying. There was, there was tears coming down his, his face. And I remember being struck by that. And then all of a sudden I, um, I just got this feeling to write. And so I went and I wrote, um, in the dark, I just grabbed a pad and a pen and I just wrote out some words, um, and then put it down and went to bed. Um, and that morning I got up and I looked at the notepad and what I had written, written and I had wrote this beautiful poem um, that it was like just so well written. Um, I wish I had it with me. It's at, it's at my parents' house um, in a box that I left there at some point in time for safekeeping of my, my um lifestyle was pretty wild at that time so I, I left it there for safe keep safe keeping but basically what the words were saying was it was you know I was asking God where was he to stop me from 
you know, from from being with men or from being um, not godly, I guess. And um, God, God was basically Jesus was crying and said, you know, like I'm like in the in the poem. The gist was is that Jesus was crying because I was sad and I was tortured by something that I didn't need to be sad and tortured by. Jesus wasn't crying that I was gay. He wasn't crying that I was wrong in the sense of like sinful. He was sad and because I was sad and that, and I got the message that I didn't need to be, that I didn't need to not be gay anymore in order to have like for God to love me. Um, And that was just a message that I got at that time. I think I was like 19 and it was really helpful um, in me coming to accept and understand one that that God was good with me regardless of what people were telling me um, and I think that was a pivotal moment in me beginning to kind of um, own and hold my sexuality um, a little bit more sacredly and it wasn't wrapped in like quote unquote evil um, because it never needed to be, and it never was. Um, so that's kind of what that song brought up for me, is just kind of that quandary of my sexuality and how that was going to impact the the loves of my life, my family, my, my church, my God. Um, I think some folks who have that sort of experience, you might have a time when you felt like something about yourself um, was pulling you away from things that had been so important to you or things that had held you and protected you in which you felt safe in. Um, so that's just my experience in one of my um, situations that happened that caused me to change and think and see religion um, a little bit differently. Um, I hope that uh, this process is going well for you all this week. If you're new and you haven't been participating in lacing your narrative with the Spiritual Thread Workshop series, that's okay. You can join at any time. Um, In the links below in the description of this video, you can find the previous workshop videos um, as well as the other daily lives, and you can get caught up pretty easily, um, or you can just, you know, start where you are. Um, If you have any questions, um, you want to talk about anything, please do um, direct message me or text me if you have my number, and um, I would love to connect with you um, about this and anything related to it. Um, I go live every day at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to check in with folks and to share a little bit about where I'm at in my process as well. So, I think that's all I needed to say um, for today. I'm going to go ahead and let you go, and I will see you tomorrow.
Hey y'all, Bonnie Violet here again. Just wanted to take a second to let you know about Splintered Grace Podcast. Splintered Grace Podcast just completed its fifth season entitled Still Seeking. Splintered Grace is a podcast that I co-host with my aunt who is a conservative Christian and one of my biggest supporters in my trans identity and just life in general. While many family members are choosing to no longer speak, we have chosen to sit at the table and engage in difficult conversations to find peace and restoration. Over our 24-year relationship, we have had a lot of ups and downs, and we haven't always really liked each other. We definitely never understood each other, and still some of it we don't. But we love one another so much and so hard and really work hard to show up for one another. And our hope is that by listening to this podcast, others may be able to begin to have peace and restoration in some of their other relationships with family members and or other loved ones. Uh, Check it out. Splintered Grace podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Take care. Love you. Bye.